Aren't all kombuchas flavored fresh? Grab a booch and let's get cracking, baby. Oh, it was too good. That wasn't even what we decided on. It was on. so good. It we was so good. We have spent the past 15 minutes going over a different title. You're and just upset about the Kraken. No. no oh, I'm, everyone's upset about the Kraken. No. <laughs> we spent all this time trying to come up with a new one, and you say, I need to write it down, otherwise I'll forget. And no, you just that, say that, something that was totally the different. one. That was the one I wrote down. Aren't all kombuchas flavored fresh? That that wasn't what we agreed on, but oh that's what gosh. you remembered. That's what I remember. Anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, my memory is limited at best. And it's all we have to go on. <laughs> <laughs> if the place burns down, that's about it. That's, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> hey, and little slip slip news. Uh-oh. This place kind of is almost burning down. In about two months. We'll slip it over maybe the podcast. Maybe uh maybe a month sooner. <laughs> Based upon something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're uh we're actually uh we've not released this to anyone basically, but uh we're actually gonna be moving locations. Hey oh here in the next few months. Will there be four drains? If there's not, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna throw the grenade in and walk away. Uh, that'll create a floor drain. It will. Um, yeah, we're gonna be moving, which oh is pretty gosh. exciting. A whole block away. <laughs> One whole block. But I'm pretty excited about it. We'll, yeah, we'll talk. We'll leave it at that for now. But uh, because we'll talk more about it later when more of the details are getting ironed out. But it's pretty exciting. A lot of work in the front end, but I'll be excited six, seven months from now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be. I, the development of that. We're going to be moving in two months. It's a lot of work on the front end. I'll be happy six, seven months from now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Not to mention everything else just that's happening right now that we're having to navigate. I know. That's part of the reason. That's part of the reason. Yeah. It's just like, it. it it's, that's entrepreneurship though. That's small business, you know. Yeah. It's the course that things take. I mean, I think it's the course it should take. If it's not taking that, then you're probably just melting away. Either that or you're exclusively online and don't have a brick and mortar. True that. <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be talking about flavoring. Yeah, we are. And this is a pretty exciting subject. Oh, it's the most exciting subject. I would say so. You know what's more exciting? What's that? A new Patreon member. You... Topped me there. I did. You did. I did. The only thing more is if I said we have a new subscriber. That's the only thing I could top it. But in this exact moment, Michael Schmidt. Michael Schmidt. You are my man. That's right. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Hope you get some good extra content there on that back end. Thank you so much, Michael. And uh, I'm going to take it one step further. Not just that it gets good uh, content on the back end, but I hope. He gets that free drawing of the APAC kombucha sooner than anyone else does. You just put some hard claims Come out there. Come on. You just said some fighting words to the rest of the Patreonites. Oh, I know. And the thing is, all you have to do is convince him to leave the Patreon. <laughs> so so all everyone on the Patreon, send him some hate mail. 
<laughs> tell them, tell them this is the worst place to be. I don't want you here. <laughs> Nobody cares about you. <laughs> Kombuchas for idiots, anyway. This is why we're so successful. <laughs> this is why I'm not on the sales team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, it's an awesome way for just five bucks a month. You can support this podcast and, uh, you know, trying to bring fresh content, fresh perspectives each and every week. And, uh, we really appreciate the support. Absolutely. Let's rock and roll in this bad boy. All right. So we're going to talk about flavoring. Um, and, uh, we have a couple, uh, nuances that we want to discuss, uh, particularly, um, a fresh approach to not that the approach is fresh, but freshness is the emphasis of the approach. Fresh is the new fresh, right? Fresh. Well, fresh. Well, depends on the industry, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so let's just go ahead and talk about like, why is flavoring such a big deal or important when it comes to the kombucha world as opposed to anything else? few different angles on that, but one that comes to mind is what we were discussing beforehand is that I'm sick. I'm sticking with my analogy until I get proven otherwise. Flavoring in the kombucha world is the Elon Musk and Tesla of the car world. It's everything that's sleek and sexy about the, about this industry. It sounds like somebody, somebody who's not on Twitter. I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> From what I'm not either. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But every person I know that is on Twitter has hated Twitter since Elon Musk took over. I know nothing about it. That's okay. I'm not on there. All I'm talking about is I mean, what you, you really can't mean deny is just the Tesla. The Tesla, baby. Just, the just Tesla. get on the Tesla website and it's just everything that's sleek, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You see a nice Tesla flowing by with Absolutely no engine roar. It's just beautiful. It's just a piece of art. I'll never forget um, last year when when we did our um, our fall break that we do. Yeah, here uh, we went to a cabin, and Rachel and I uh, were parked. We're about to go and uh, check in, and we hear this crazy futuristic sound. Had no idea what it was, and then we turn around and we hear it's a Tesla backing out. It's like. Oh, <laughs> oh! I thought it was in a sci-fi movie for a second. <laughs> what is happening? It's it was crazy. There's it was really interesting. It's not a car. It's like a next generation spaceship. That's one of the things that goes on rubber tires. That's one of the things I was wondering. I was like, okay, is like the nature of the technology going to create that sound, or did they manufacture that sound specifically for to give the feel, to give the uh, the aesthetic, the vibe of? I'm sure the vibe, the, yeah. the latter. Well, that's why we're talking about this. Flavoring is just creating a really sophisticated vibe to your kombucha culture. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. This is going on your metaphor. Uh, but oh, uh, right. 10 minutes in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, flavoring is everything that's fun Yeah. about the industry. It's what makes, it's what brings the vibe. It's what, like us as beverage creators, like although there is a deep passion on the back end to mm-hmm. crafting the culture and that's what we kind of geek out on. But on the front end, all of the creative flavor expressions is where all the excitement and passion comes in. Yeah. 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 And uh, just the, where you're really able to exhibit the most amount of creativity, I would say. 
in in this medium. Yeah, you usually I think it's the I think it's as far as ratios go, it's like the highest amount of creativity with the least amount of problems to solve. Yeah. Versus cuz I can think about like homebrewers and stuff like that. There's a lot of creativity in like figuring out how you're going to kind of create like start your culture and the process and everything. Um but there's a lot of problem solving, trial and error that goes on. But they're just thinking about anybody, yes. people I know that brew various things. Um, that's how that process goes. But then um, create using that and then creating flavors with the final product is that's where a lot of it's mostly fun and it's mostly uh, lower stakes fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's cool, too, because we're probably getting into some of this because there's like. We're lucky enough to be in a situation where we can do like test batch type yes. things, yes. which is one of the most fun parts about what we're able to do is keep fresh flavors coming in. But for for most and like for our core flavors, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of like this set in stone thing that we've created. And coming to those conclusions was a process of what things what gives us enough variety, but what also makes our product stand out in the market? I think so. Um, and what do we love? Yeah. Well, we're going to, I'm just going to hop around our content a little bit. Let's do it. But one of the things that's really cool about that too is, so what makes it really exciting uh, for test batches is there's that one side of the creativity of coming up with something, but it's also yeah. just the newness, something that is yeah. new. But what's cool about, um, the way we flavor our stuff, uh, like all of our all of our kombuchas, is because we use um, raw ingredients and we use real whole ingredients and stuff like that. Yeah. There's also a variety that we naturally experience because we're using um, ingredients that have their own variety. So there is even with our blush, there is still going to be a a new unique dimension to every batch. It's so true. Which is which is really cool and really exciting. It is. And it's something that we try to It's like that dance in between consistency and leaning into the raw real ingredients. Yeah. And there's like a dance between those two things. We want a consistent quote unquote product to where when people know they like this, they can come back to it. Yeah, having that same expectation, but not wanting to abandon the real and rawness of the ingredients themselves to a level to where we abandon all the other values that we hold, such as, you know, using real raw ingredients. Because, you know, you can pasteurize things down. We'll get into this a little bit, but you can pasteurize things down, turn things into extracts to where there is a direct commonality and perfect consistency Yeah, that is attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, that is not something that we're interested in pursuing. Yeah. Like all the things that we do are extremely scalable. We've, we've spent a lot of time trying to figure that out and how to do that. All of 2022. All of 2022. Um, which we definitely did. So like, and we've nailed a lot of our consistency, but because of that, because of the way in which we flavor specifically, it still maintains a kind of um, small batch to batch uh, element and experience to it, which is really cool. Which is 
Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so there are, uh, like to you were saying, there are a lot of different ways to main, to create that consistency, all these different flavors. Uh, what are, uh, I just want to go ahead and ask, uh, what are some of the uh, different ways kombucha can be flavored? Yeah, so there's a few different approaches, and they all, um, and so I'll start with, I'll start with some of the ways that others do it. And then, well, I'll start with how we do it, and then I'll go off of that. Yeah. We flavor with whole, real ingredients that come through the front door. Mm-hmm. So when we say on our, let's just take our, our uh, let's just take our Kentucky meal. When we say ginger, lime, mint, and honey, we have real, whole ginger that comes through the door. We have real whole limes that come through the doors. And then we process those in-house fresh and then infuse those. I'm still living into the in-house infusion. It just sounds good. It sounds cool. In-house infusion. I mean, that's basically the process that we use. <laughs> it's, I mean, like anything that any other industry, like uh, vanilla, for instance, if it's called in-house infusion, that process where you take them and you put them in a, in some kind of like alcohol solution and yeah. they kind of infuse, that's basically what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. That's basically what we're doing. We're taking we're taking an ingredient and we're putting it inside of an acid or something that'll extract the flavor. Yes. Um, and then it, it permeates into that. Yes. And so we take those whole ingredients, extract them in the most... Um, I, I'm I'm trying to say conservative, but the most nutrient promoting way, but yeah. also flavor extracting way possible, keeping those two in the balance. Because there are ways to always pour, pull more flavor out of things, which we'll talk. I'll talk about that in a second. But yeah. we want to preserve the whole rawness mm-hmm. of of the ingredient mm-hmm. as it gets infused. So we take those whole ingredients. Infuse those fresh pressed limes, fresh ginger, whole mint, you know, not any weird extract or anything like that. Yeah. And then beautiful organic honey and infuse that right into the brew. Let it all go through a a room temp fermentation so that there's no pasteurization of any of the products. And that's what we mean by infusion. Yes. Yeah. Um, infusing it, them into the brew. And it's important to mention, again, um, the uh, we're taking these whole ingredients and we're processing them and then infusing them. Yes. Yeah. Um, keeping them unadulterated in a raw state Yeah. to preserve flavor and nutrient load and then allowing them to go through all the ingredients to go through fermentation, juxtaposed to how we did it in the beginning, which right. was ferment the kombucha and then back add flavors to it and then chill it immediately, mm-hmm. which is a way to do it. We've just found way more complexity and cohesiveness to letting it all go through a full fermentation together. Plus, yeah, it's just expl- flavor explosions and... Taste thrills? Taste thrills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's how we create our brews. Yeah. Other ways like I said, are still processed ingredients in-house, but cold adding them at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other ways would be using things like 
already processed and pasteurized purees. Yeah. They come in bags, plastic bags. Nasty, floppy plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> I've felt these bags. They're not exciting or nothing fun about them. Um, or the same bags you use to like conserve flesh. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> so morbid. Um, That's me. Or extracts. Yep. And yeah, extracts are one of the ways to do things the most consistently for sure. Yep. We can just back up real quick because you mentioned something that I hadn't, that I didn't know people did, um, where people uh, take whole ingredients and they do all that, but they actually don't process them. So they might like chop yeah. them and then infuse those. Yes, I didn't know people did that. I didn't know that was a that was an avenue. Yeah, there's a lot of people that will mildly process ingredients mm-hmm. and infuse them right into brews. Yeah. Um, and I have. There's a reason why we don't do that here. Yeah. And we had, we had discussed that. that. I can just quick aside. The reason why we don't do that, even though I would say that is one of the better ways to infuse and to draw flavor, mm-hmm. you end up first off taking on a lot of the flavor of the unwanted parts of things. Well, anything that's exposed, like the whatever is uh, like the majority of it is exposed is what gets infused. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so a pineapple, if you just chop it up, you're going to take on everything from the outside yeah. of that pineapple, which are undesirable in my opinion, and, you know, at least our context and what we want mm-hmm. from flavor. Um, and then also, you, I, I won't say that I'm a sustainability fanatic by any mm-hmm. means, but it's something that's important to me and I value the sustainability and the um, conservation of things and the best use of what you have mm-hmm. and extracting as much as possible from it to pre- right. prevent waste. Right. And so one thing that with that method is you don't get every ounce of flavor mm. out of what you have. So by employing things like cold-pressed juicing, which is what we do, mm-hmm which not to go down the deep rabbit hole of cold press juicing, but it's basically just, just like what it sounds to just squeezing yes. the produce, not adding any heat or oxygen yeah. or as little amount as possible of oxygen to the actual juice as it's squeezed out mm-hmm. of the, the produce. And so what that does is it preserves nutrient and nutrient density in it as well as preserves the flavor because oxidizing raw juices is where all the flavor loss and unwanted bacteria right. and blah 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 down the road so cold pressing is just basically squeezing produce really 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 hard yes and so we employ that because even though it's a crap done more work it's definitely a lot more work it is it unlocks the most potential out of that pineapple that is available. Yeah. So I feel really good about being able to give honor to the gifts from the earth mm-hmm. that we're given in that way Yeah. by extracting as much as we possibly can. And it just so happens that when you chase that, you get the best possible flavor imaginable. Mm-hmm. So not that there's not other methods. Those, this, that's our method. So then going back to the, you know, extracts and purees and things, 
those are ways that larger companies who prioritize consistency above the things the things that we had discussed yeah. earlier yeah um that's how they are able to honor that value yeah well i mean that's one of the things too that is uh interesting about the kombucha industry is more than any other industry it is largely um focuses on keeping things as naturally sourced as possible like it's not it's not nearly as uh likely that there's going to be um that things are going to be pasteurized or extracts or uh or coming in bags uh and everything for uh, for major producers in kombucha as opposed to like microbreweries or things like that yeah it is one of the pros of this category in this industry is that there is a high prioritization of the real ingredients i would say yeah um where you have to start asking a little more questions is when you step up to more of those regional and beyond players and the methods that are employed there um, because and then, the, because that's the value, right? The the consistency is is a higher value. Well, when for, your product is traveling further and further and further and further away oh. from your destination, and it's required to be able to be shelf stable longer, and all these questions with growth, in a category of kombucha that when you are committed to raw, fresh ingredient, below point five percent alcohol kombucha, yeah. Using real ingredients. Yeah. You are in for a journey. <laughs> yes. It is one of the most tough beverage industry things imaginable. Because yeah. there's, at every stage where people gain wins, you have a complex list of problems to solve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing about values, right? Like, you limit yourself Yep. by their nature. So, for us, it would be... And, and those who are doing things like us, um, wanting to maintain it being raw, cold refrigeration is a requirement. You Absolutely. just can't get away from it. So have to orient all the decisions around that limitation. Yes. And, you know, always trying to bring it back. The reason why we talk about th- such things like this in detail of how we do things is because we are dead set committed to one of our values, transparency. Right. And the beauty of transparency is that it keeps you honest. Mm. Especially with the amount that we put online and are starting to through avenues like Instagram. Now our deal with the devil TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) we actually are on TikTok now. I still don't know how I feel about it, but we're there. I know exactly how you feel about it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel about it. No, but... You love uh, it. With the content that we throw up the visual content it keeps you honest when you're willing to put long form audio and video content to how you're doing things Mm -hmm. because there are an endless amount of ways that are easier more cost efficient to flavor specifically on this subject our kombucha that would be a check in most people's soul to have to be transparent about 
to their consumers mm-hmm. about how it's actually done. Right. That's why you don't really see any much behind the scenes mm-hmm. from many brewers. Um, there's not much of that content yeah. out there because the amount of shortcuts are endless. <laughs> At every turn, there are shortcuts where it's be... It's the way the beverage industry is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, that's a, that's a core value to us to be completely transparent with our processes and how we do things. That's why we do this stuff. So, um, and so that keeps us honest and that keeps us in that world of staying true to the, to the ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. The other one thing I wanted to throw out there about flavoring that people can't do, because this is one thing that I'm willing to like speak strongly out against because I wish that this part of our entire industry would be obliterated. But the quote-unquote natural flavors entering into the kombucha world, I think is the greatest travesty that any company... I mean, I understand why they would do it mm-hmm. um, from a profiteering standpoint, but from a consumeristic and sneaking those things in on people that are not expecting those types of things coming into this industry, I absolutely abhor natural flavors like the same natural flavor just go look up LaCroix you know uh not scandals I hate to say I don't think you'd call it a scandal but the pro I mean there's huge blow-ups about these natural flavors that are used in uh, let's just say natural flavors aren't always so natural (laughs) and they don't look anything like (laughs) the ingredients that they are claiming to give you the flavor of (laughs) yeah I mean uh if anybody is unaware, I mean, just the logic alone is just like, okay, the ingredient is called natural flavors. Why wouldn't you just call it orange juice? Blueberry or juice. Blueberry juice. Or <laughs> organic. Fresh pressed ginger fresh juice. Fresh pressed ginger juice. <laughs> so, <laughs> because it's not that. Because it's not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it, uh, natural, uh, natural flavor is, uh, has a lot more to say about um, ambiguity about source than anything else. So they're. Pretty closely tied to lab coats. We'll put it that way. Close. <laughs> so that's one other way that people flavor things. Wait, and so they're using lab coats to flavor the kombucha? <gasps> yeah, all the different colored lab coats. That's oh, okay. how they get it. You oh, know, the orange ones the are orange the orange. Coats, the nat- orange natural flavors. So the yellow lab coat tastes like banana extract. And lemons. And, lem- and lemons. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> Or are they two different shades of yellow? <laughs> we suck. Uh, yeah. Oh my so gosh. that's that's a dirty little thing that I've been seeing some of the larger boys yeah. include into their ingredient panels, which makes me very sad, to say the least. Well, it's not even just that. Um, one of the things that we've experienced is, like, you can taste the difference. Like, you can... You can Passion fruit. Coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my uh, gosh. It's uh, at first smell, you can tell. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. Okay. But, uh, Let's but, move on. But that's, well, that's one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons why we're passionate about um, organic pressed. Oh man. Uh, that threw me off. <laughs> that really threw me off. 
Oh man, when you record podcasts on a brewery, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like equipment in the background just shuts down. Uh huh. It's like, oh, that's what quiet's supposed to sound like. Yep. <laughs> that really threw me off. That's really funny. The uh, the best part is it's probably not going to be heard at all. No, it won't be. It'll be great. Um, we felt it in our souls, though. That's right. <laughs> Um, but uh, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons, as an additional reason, or maybe it's best to say it's a benefit of maintaining uh, close to close to source uh, with our ingredients and our processing yeah. is like you can taste the freshness. Absolutely. You experience the freshness of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's really, really exciting. And that's also, I mean, something we talked about with, um, since we process in-house is we get to have this awesome exposure to organic fresh whole ingredients yeah and just being able to smell being in its environment and it's just it's awesome yeah it's something when we were at the the new year or close to it when we were kind of doing like um like year-end check-ins and like walking back through like one of the questions i had asked i don't know if you remember was Hmm. hey has anything at work positively flowed over into your natural life your life Yeah. yeah yeah and uh Trey's was really cool. He was like, well, being around whole, real, fresh, organic produce and ingredients all the time, mm-hmm. it's like it really makes you cognizant of your decisions in consuming and everything else. Yeah, Like that's when true. you're at the grocery store, when you're buying things, when you're out to eat, whatever, it's just like you're more conscious of like whole ingredients. like. You know, so yeah, it that's a cool thing to be surrounded by just what I call them is just beautiful gifts of the earth all the time. Um, that really does just change your perspective on what food is. What, yeah, 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 you want to feel good about uh, what you're uh, what you're taking in, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's go. What are some misconceptions? Yeah, we're going to throw this one in there on some of these episodes, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and uh, we'd love your guys' thoughts, reactions, maybe hate. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to throw out some misconceptions that we believe are from maybe consumers, brewers, whatever. Yeah. Perspectives. Let's go back and forth. You do one, and I'll do the next Sounds one. Sounds good. As it pertains to flavoring. Yeah. All kombucha is flavored the same. I think that's a pretty fair assessment from the yeah. normal consumer. Yeah. Is that if it says passion fruit, every every single one that says passion fruit is the same. A part of me, that's the thing I find really funny, is I'm like, honest, like, but how many of you have seen a passion fruit? Or ever tasted have one. Have actually tasted one. Have right. not. As soon as you do and you understand the logistics, mm-hmm. you can just, regardless of going back down the whole extract and all that thing, but all kombucha is flavored the same, is I think a misconception that yeah. everyone has. Well, this kind of ties to the next one, which is all flavor, uh, a flavor title doesn't mean that ingredient was used. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it pisses me off. Cherry lime. <laughs> cherry lime flavor. Cherry lime. <laughs> not a single cherry, not a single lime. It's <laughs> so, and then the other thing that makes me angered about that is when you see those fresh ingredients 
on the yeah. advertising on the front of the can. Yeah. Like you'll see fresh cherries and fresh limes images yeah. on the packaging, yet there's zero of the actual ingredients, them, those ingredients themselves in there. Yeah, they didn't actually use. Natural flavors. Yeah, that's right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, and that's, uh, again, those two are kind of connected because um, the further away you are from, like, the, the way things are made, the easier it is to just discount it. Absolutely. Right? But when you've, when you've seen, it's kind of like the, uh, everyone's experience with, like, the meet-your-meat scenario. <laughs> you know yeah or like oh when you find out how the factories and stuff work it changes things for you but it changes it all yeah yeah okay you want to do the next one you already said it though natural flavors are not natural no they're like the furthest thing from natural you can imagine it's true <laughs> and uh they are disgusting and you should try as best as you possibly can this is unsolicited advice but eliminate them from your diet if something says if something if the, the ingredient nutrition facts if it says natural flavors run <laughs> uh next one uh flavoring is easy easiest thing in the book it's so simple <laughs> it's so easy to do you just buy these flesh-toting oh. bags of fruit purees <laughs> And you cut them open, yeah, and then you just throw them in there, yeah, and yeah. then it comes out like a beautiful strawberry masterpiece. You know what that makes me think of? Like the What's up? the statement of flavoring is easy is people's recommendations for flavors. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like that's so true. It's like, bro, I can't. Like, I literally am not like sourcing alone. That's all. That's all you need. That's all you need to talk about sourcing. <laughs> And seasonality. That is one of the things that's tougher for us yeah. is certain flavors are unattainable, especially at different parts of the year because we have that strong, fresh, whole ingredient value. Yeah. Um, to where literally 99% of everything we do is fresh and whole. And we decided to make our flagships source. Some of the hardest ones <laughs> imaginable. <laughs> To keep you around, absolutely. Very tough. Yep. Um, and so, flavoring is not easy, people. It's not easy, but I it is the most fun. It is way fun. Yep. Yeah. All right, last one. Just because it says it on the front doesn't mean that's what it will taste like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strong passion piece around here. Oh, my God. It's basically the top first, tier. it's the top Tier, if you want to send us kombucha or you're going to recommend me to have a kombucha or I'm going to try a kombucha and it freaking says a flavor on the front, I better be able to overwhelmingly taste that yeah. when I try it. Yep. Because, or else, what are you doing putting it on the front? It's just yep. a fake marketing piece. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. That's we, we feel strongly about, uh, about um, flavors. Transparency being, is what I would say. Flavors. Well, no, honestly, just flavors being pronounced like, like having, yes. uh, being, being, um, clear in the experience. If you say pineapples, let's taste those pineapples. I want to taste those pineapples. If you say, like, I don't, I don't want a hint of it. Although there is actually, that's actually not true. Cause we also, we also really enjoy, uh, flavor layering. So we like hitting us at different angles. Yes. But, but if it's supposed to be just pineapples, 
and I'm just getting like a finish of pineapple. <laughs> it's like this was not good. No. Not also, at all. nobody does that. So <laughs> Yeah. And this one's easy to know why that normally happens. I mean, it's not because people are not wanting their brews to taste like what they say. I think. Hopefully. Maybe. Give them uh, the benefit of the doubt. What I'm going to say is because I'm the one who writes the checks for this part of the things yes. is this part of the process is by far the most expensive part. Let's talk more about it on the Patreon. Oh, we're going to. Let's go. <laughs> uh, over on the Patreon, you can check out the links down in the description. We are always taking some raw takes, which are our hot takes, but we don't use heat. So <laughs> so they're unpasteurized takes. And unfiltered <laughs> and raw. Um, so today we're going to be talking about front label ingredients and taste experience being inconsistent. And let me tell you, this is a passion piece of mine. I mean, I annoyed Trevor to uncanny levels with talking about this probably. Probably. <laughs> I'll have to ask him. Um, uh, well, again, thank you to each and every one of you. We always love to hear your thoughts. Please hit us up over on the Patreon and uh, let us know your thoughts about this episode. And if you have any uh, suggestions for bounce off ideas for future episodes that we could get into. Or flavors you'd like for us to make. Yeah, like passion fruit. Yeah. <laughs> passion fruit and coconut. <laughs> and banana. <laughs> uh, star fruit. Um, Dragon fruit. <laughs> it has no flavor. <laughs> None. Um, if you want a free way to help this podcast we're trying to grow the love and appreciation for the fermented world specifically the medium of kombucha all of our favorite fermented beverage you could just leave us a little five star review it would help so very much and we would be grateful Um, you can always join us on the Patreon be entered to win that free 8 pack a month that we send out to one lucky Patreon member as well as all kinds of exclusive deals first offers of new flavor releases like winter sunrise winter we threw sunrise. that up on there i was drinking a glass of pint today dude it's freaking phenomenal i was so happy with it tart soft slightly spiced that citrus is popping mm-hmm. um so yeah nationwide shipping link in the description brand new web store mr t rev himself got it all hooked up it's looking slick um, we distribute regionally. Check the map feature. If you have any further questions, you can always email them to info at thrivebrewco.com. We appreciate each and every one of you. We hope you all are thriving and well, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.